Jewish audio on Chabad.org. Good morning. We are on page Tuf Samech Aleph, <clears throat> second paragraph. I would say about two-thirds of the way down on that second paragraph. Uh, the first word on the line is the last word in the idea, Shabamachel. This is the Shabamachel with a 15, or a footnote 15. What are we discussing? What are we talking about? Where are we? We are talking about the Avaita of Birur, Birurim. And we are now uh, using, uh, of course, the, the varieties of Birurim, many different varieties of Birurim. And there are many different uh, objects to be Mavar. Here we're talking about the Birur of the Nefshabamis by the Nefesh Elokis. Um, the Nefesh Elokis comes into this world, into the Dovrahamis Barer, which is the the area in which it has its job. It comes into this world, it comes into an object or into an individual or into a situation, which is part and parcel of the world, which is worldly, which is detached, which is magushim. It's a physical, standard, ordinary creation, let's say, um, which, uh, in which the essence and the truth and the goodness and the holiness, which is responsible for bringing it into existence from naught is concealed deeply, deeply within it. And therefore, it uh, doesn't know who it is, doesn't know where it is. It's living an illusion. It's living in an illusory, an illusory state. Perfect example here, of course, the Nefshabamas. Nefshabamas comes into a goof, into a body, or is part and parcel of the body. Uh, it's the consciousness, the awareness of that body. Uh, and it sees things in accordance with uh, what it is, which is Klippus Neige. It sees itself as autonomous, as independent, as a personality in and of itself. It sees its a body as all important, all, in, all essential. It takes everything at face value. <clears throat> um, nothing requires an explanation or, or any deep thought. Uh, a stone is a stone, a tree is a tree, and that, that's what it is. Um, the uh, seichel of, uh, of, of Nefshabamis uh, of course, comes up with a good rationale for this. The, well, the tree is a pile of chemicals. Those chemicals all act in accordance with natural law. The tree behaves as it does because that's what it's made out of and that's what it is. Final story, end of the picture. There is no, nothing there. There's nothing, no depth, no meaning, no significance other than its structure and, our, or better yet, our perception of its structure uh, as it is now. World goes on like that. People live like that. So I'm born, I, I acquire, and I die, period. Uh, not, not much there, not, too, not much there. Nefshali Kiss enters into this body, into this living body, into this uh, Nefshabamis and Guf, and it comes to redeem, it comes to be Mavar. Mavar again means to refine, to sift out the not good from the good, to sift out the not truth from the truth, to, to uh, emphasize, identify, emphasize, elevate, and make the good the reality, to make the truth the reality, not the appearance. Very tough job. So the Nefesh El Kis comes into this, into this behemoth, to this Gufa Nefesh The beerer has to be done by the uh, by the by the Mizbar, by the Nefshabamis itself. The idea is not simply to inundate the Nefshabamis, Nefshayunis, with an intense light which uh, immediately turns it around, although we'll see an example of that a little bit later on. The idea is that Nefshabamis 
is klipas noyge. Noyge has good within it. Noyge has a spark within it. Noyge has something of of uh, uh, of kedusha deeply hidden and concealed within it. Unlike shol uh, klips Timaeus. the idea is to make that its reality. Bring out the good of noyge to show. And on the contrary, it comes a very lofty level. Oil matoyu, which is higher than tikkun. Uh, there's a tremendous power here. There's a tremendous potential, tremendous possibilities in this little spark, which is buried, lost, and in Gaulus in this uh, in this animal, this behemoth. Nefshel Kis comes down, um, and this behemoth is not capable of redeeming itself. It's not capable of uh, of refining and correcting itself by itself. The idea is that it has to be taught, it has to be trained, it has to be informed. That's the job of the Nefshel Kiss. Nefshel comes into this world, and as the Rebbe described, has to uh, take on the education of this Nefshvamas. It has to teach it, it has to show it, it has to open its eyes, it, ha- it has to uh, um, um, bring to it a different view of life, a true view of life. Well, in order to do such a thing, it's got to be on its level. It's maluvish within the Nefshabamas. It becomes uh, engaged in it in the most intimate way. And uh, it, its, I, its job is to impose, not to impose, but to illuminate, to bring what it has to offer, which is the truth, which is Kedusha, which is the highest level of connection of a, of a Jew, to bring that into the awareness, into the consciousness of this Nefshabamas. Not only that, but to bring to the awareness and consciousness of this Nefshabamas, not only who it is, namely it's a chalik elokam amal mamish, but where it is. What, what is this world all about? This is, there's more here than, uh, you know, uh, than, than fancy cars and, and, and power and money and all these other things which, which are, the, are the avoiders are of the times. There's, there's, there's depth, there's truth here, there's amazing things in this world. You don't know where you are, you don't know who you are. Nefshelikis is our lifeline because that's our Nefshelikis. It comes into and merges with, becomes a Maluvishan and clothed within the Nefshabamas. Obviously, it's a big Eureka for the Nefshelikis. The Nefshelikis cannot express itself as is because it is Elokus. Uh, and that would uh, absolutely inundate uh, the Nefshabamas. The idea is the Nefshelikis comes, it's Maluvish and Nefshabamas, and it has to talk to the Nefshabamas in its own terms. It has to explain things, it has to illuminate, it has to show the Nefshabamas using a, 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 a pedagogic technique, shall we say, that is shy to the Nefshabamas. What does the Nefshabamas understand? Well, it understands the world it lives in. It understands things. It's, it understands the body. It understands desire. It understands all of these things. That's where one has to begin. One has to be able to show from these levels and areas which are, um, uh, of which the Nefshabamas is aware that, they, oh, there's much more here than meets the eye. You, you're misinterpreting all of this. And to show that it's not the thing itself, it is the Dvar within the thing which brings into existence on a constant basis, which is the truth. And the Nefshabamas can understand these things because the Nefshabamas has Seichel Anushi. And again, Klippus Neuge, there's a good part to Klippus Neuge. There is Seichel of Klippus Neuge which is shayach to goodness, which has, has an ear to hear Kedusha on its level. So the Nefshelikis influences. It doesn't convert. It doesn't uh, uh, inundate and, and, and uh, impose upon the Nefshabamas a fabulous change in the way of Kedusha, like it itself is. 
it, uh, it, it trains the nefesh ba'as. It, it talks to it. it. It brings it along. Of course, one has to be aware of this process and one has to be susceptible to it. One has, I, should, I should say one has to be receptive to it. It's the mind, our mind. Uh, the nefesh, nefesh helikis can access that mind uh, and, and it can find ways of, um, of, of, of showing through his bainas, through thought, through normal seichel anushi, through thought to, to find ways which are simple enough to be understood by an ordinary person on the one hand. On the other hand, those things that it's showing it are, are the truth. They're remarkable. They're amazing. The Nefesh Obamas then begins to, to understand and realize, you know something? My whole goal in this world, my pursuit of power, money, wealth, acquisition, what have you, that's not only not what it's all about, it's false. It's wrong. That's not why I'm here. That, there's so much more here. And the Nefesh Obamas begins to understand. And then the Nefesh Obamas, because of this illumination uh, by way of hislapshus, um, begins to desire elikus, ceases to desire physicality, ceases to desire uh, follow the ty- ordinary taivas, animal taivas, and it begins to develop a desire and a will, a rutzen, for godliness and elikus, because it has been now educated, it's been informed, and that is the union of birurim. Who's actually being mavar is the nefesh is being mavar. The nefesh elikus requires no birurim, it's perfect. Uh, the Nefesh El- Habamas being Mavar, who is doing the Birur? The Nefesh Habamas itself. But it needs help. It needs an education. It needs, um, it, it needs illumination in order for it itself to turn itself around, to change its priorities, to think its way through, to feel its way through to an attachment to truth, attachment to God, to, to realize and bring out what it is truly capable of. That cannot be done without the influence of the Nefesh kiss. We must not think, however, that it's the Nefesh kiss which is doing the beer. The beer is being done by the Indian by itself, by the Nefesh Bahamas itself. That is the, excuse me, that's the essence of beer. Beer is not imposed from without. It's not milamai lilamata. Beerer is bottom up. It's from, from the object, the Dovraham is bars, the babies of the Lashon itself, uh, is Mavar itself. It stimulates itself, it excites itself. Granted, it needs the help and it gets it. So this is where we are. Shemazeh, Yakabel, that's where we are. So what does it mean for the, what does it mean for the individual? It means for the individual stops pursuing. Foolishness stops pursuing physicality, the tuffle as opposed to the eker. And it begins to pursue the good, the good, only the good. And the, exa- the example that's used very frequently in Hasidus. I mean, one thinks of taivas today. I mean, I, I remember um, years ago, uh, we had amazing Hasidim here. One of those amazing Hasidim was our dear Mashpir, Zalman Razaf, all of Shalom. He was a Hasid of the old school, uh, literally and in principle. He was an amazing, amazing person. And uh, we, I remember once at Fabrengen, Shabbos uh, Vorchem, he became terribly upset of the, of the tithes. Bachram today, Bachram, do you know what they're, you know, do you know what they're into? Do you know, you know what the whole thing is? What's, what's, what's the obstacle to avoiding, the obstacle to Ava, the obstacle to Yira. Do you know what, is, what, what people are stuck in, what, what, where we are today, what the problem is today? Potato chips. 
There were potato chips. That was in his day. Potato chips. That, the taiva for potato chips, the taiva for a chila, for a taste. This was the major, this was the satan. This was the major problem um, confronting uh, serious bacher in those days. Uh, can you imagine if Reb Zalman was with us today? What he would see, a potato chip, is beneath notice. <laughs> no one has taivas for potato chips. Is, that's, not, that's not the currency anymore. There are so many, Rahman al-Itzlan, so many other things. But the Nefshabamis, once it recognizes that all of these things that are so powerfully attractive are not real. The reality is not, what is attracting them to the thing is not real. What is attracting them to the food it's not real. They're, they're, they're attracted to taste. They're attracted to the sensation. They're attracted to the pleasure of eating. Uh, trivia, absolute tuffle compared to the essence. The essence is the food gives life. There's life in there. There's God-given elokus in that food which brings it into existence. Yesh makes it available to you in a form which is consumable. Food, after all, has to be clean and healthy. And you're going to consume that food for what? To tickle some cells in the back of your throat? To tickle some cells in the back of your nose? And to fill up your tummy? You are going to consume that food because there's life in there. And that life is going to be uh, used by you. It's going to be a beer in the food. That life is going to be used by you for studying Torah, fulfillment of mitzvahs, doing mice and being a good husband, being a good father, being a good friend. That's what the food is all about. Or even the taste on Shabbos, Mitzvah that one should have pleasure from the, from the food itself, L'Kavit Shabbos Kodesh. Um, or the fact that occasionally the taste or the, uh, the nature of the food or the drink will sharpen a person's mind. Uh, you know, we, we have the common example of a, of a L'Chaim out of our brain. Open, uh, with, with real mashpim, days gone by, a L'Chaim or two, and those men... Wow, it opened windows, it opened channels of thought that were just so, so amazing. Well, the mashka, that was what the mashka did. That was the point of the mashka. The point of the mashka wasn't to get a buzz, it wasn't to have a taste. The point was to open the mind, and for those men, that's what it did. They understood what it was all about. All right, so the uh, idea is that a person eats. Why? Because he, he must it's no longer a type, so he's no longer a slave to it, it's no longer a, an idol, it's no longer a getchka for him, the food, the type for the food. It's a, he is, his kavanas now are to keep himself alive, healthy, and strong. Um, his kavanas are l'shem shemayim, given the garbage of, of taste and smell and texture, as opposed to the, 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 the living light of the service of Hashem, who's going to take the tuffle? Who's going to be interested? Who could care? Who, who is going to be trapped in or attracted to the superficial? Without Tainas, without, I'm sorry, without Tainas, and without the uh, Tainug in the Gashmias. This is a very tall order. I mean, in our day and age, it's extremely difficult. It's always been extremely difficult. It's very, very hard. Uh, to eat l'shem shemayim, for the matter to do anything, to sleep l'shem shemayim is also not an easy thing. To relax l'shem shemayim is a very, very difficult thing to do. Nonetheless, it's the truth. And, and once you know it, you may not turn into a bainani, but you will be a different person and your, your kavanas and your goals day by day will be refined. They will be better. You will be better. We will be uh, pursuing 
that which is truthful and that for which the reason we're brought down here uh, is to serve the Almighty with all of these things of physicality, which he has given us. And this is the, the truth of Tara, the truth of Hasidus. And the Nefshah Bahamas is open to this knowledge, but it's got to be in a way which the Nefshah Bahamas can understand, which is the whole point of the Nefshah Kis educating it. The whole point of eating, the real point of eating, is to serve Hashem through Tard and Tefillah. Okay, good. I mean, I was going to say this. We all know this. We all read it in a book. The trick is to, the, that's not, doesn't mean that Nefshavam has been educated because, oh, yes, I read that. I know that. Um, it's got to be educated in the sense that the Nefshavamis thinks about it. Rebbe mentioned here um, his bindiness. His bindiness is critical. His bindiness means taking not just to learn, not just to acquire information and knowledge, even true information, and truly learned, well-learned knowledge and truth, but rather to internalize it, to, to see not only that it's good, but it's good for me and how it's good for me and how I am to relate to it. Chassidus um, Lamashal, that is simply a matter of... Uh, of, of Haskalah, with no implications at all for one's inner life, that's not called chesidus, that's called philosophy. That's useless. Chesidus is designed to be thought about, to be internalized, to be related to. Granted, no one's expecting, you know, the immediate changes. Beer, beer is not a process of immediacy. Beer is not a process of, of the moment. Beer is a process of a lifetime. Through this and this way of eating, one in this with this particular attitude and, and this goal in mind, one receives the spark of of holiness, uh, which is within the food, and and redeems it. It gives, it gives, it, it he is a part parcel of his own redemption, because his view of the world and his view of himself are very different, which means his goals are now different than they were before, it redeems the food itself. It's, it's, it's taking the food and saying, you know, you know who you really are, you know what you really are. You are so far beyond what the, the, your taste and your texture and your smell. You are mamasha nitzus of, of elikus, and you are bringing that nitzus of elikus into reality by actually using it in the, the service of Hashem. And it, one has additional additional strength in life um, in the uh, engagement in Tarda and in Tefillin. Other forms of his bindiness. As an example, it's one example. Food is an example. The whole world is filled with possibilities for his bindiness. The whole, the whole world. The uh, number of years ago, um, I I, um, I taught at seminary, um, and uh, I had a wonderful, a very, very very good sem B class, and they had to have a final examination. At the end, I taught them chesedus. So. Um, they wanted to know what the final was going to be. They were concerned. So I told them, you're not going to, I'll tell you what the final is going to be. I'm go- I want you, all of you, to go to the Montreal Botanical Garden. This was in the spring, of course. Spend a day there. And I want you to come back and write me one page, at least, could be more, of the Hasidus 
that you experienced in the Montreal Botanical Garden. What do you mean? That's what kind of a test? What are you, what are you expecting of us? What, give us an example. What are you talking about? They, they were clueless. I said, I'm not going to give you even a single example because then you're going to uh, take what I'm telling you and, and you're going to tell me what I'm saying, not what you're saying. You, however you see what I've just asked you now, however you can see Hasidus in the Montreal Botanical Garden, um, that's what I want. They were totally bewildered. The school, I have to thank very much. They supported me. There were teachers there who didn't like the idea. All they said, what is Brower doing with these kids? They went off to the Montreal Botanical Gardens early in the morning, and they came back, and the following week, they handed back essays, which were eye-openers. And many of them themselves felt that their eyes had been opened, and they used that expression in many of these essays. The Hasidus is not in the books. The books are there to guide, to illuminate, to inform, to educate about life. And they went out and they saw life. Some actually wrote about things that they saw in the gardens. Some people, some of the students wrote about uh, incidents that they experienced on the subway itself or on walking to the gardens. Each essay had a deep concept of, of the, the significance and meaning of being, all different, all from different perspectives and different points of view, incorporating the Hasidus that they had learned that year. It was a magnificent experience, but that's what it is. That is, they did, I didn't do it, I simply didn't download on them tons of Hasidus which they spit back at me. They, there's a form of beer. They themselves incorporated the Hasidus and they began to look for it. Where do you look for Hasidus? In the, everywhere. That's where you look for it. You look for it in the world. That's what we have it for. It's not here to simply sit and, and ponder. It's to, to see, to actually live and, and to be inspired and stimulated. And they were inspired and stimulated. It was the most wonderful experience I've ever had as a teacher. Anyway, by um, having this understanding of, of reality, this deep understanding of reality, um, and pondering it and seeing it really in, in a truthful way, one is stimulated to what? One is stimulated to uh, pursue the light of divinity, which after all is the heart and source and life of everything. BMK. This is the key. This is so beautiful. What's the story? The story is that who was Mavar, the Nefshabamas? The Nefshabamas was Mavar itself. Itself. The beer came from within. The change came from within. It wasn't imposed from without. It was an inner change, which came gradually, came through his bitiness, it came through an illumination, which that Nefshabamas had to work to receive. To love Hashem, and to be divorce oneself from the things of this world. Now again, this is the Rebbe Rashad. Okay, this is this is even before Zalman Razov's potato chips. Um, today, Inyonio Oilim are so coarse, are so crass. We understand very well what it means to be mufshit from Inyone Oilim, to be mufshit from internet, to be mufshit from from the the computers, to be mufshit from the the ridiculous addictions and taivas and and crazy uh, habits of society today. That's what that Havshat is. And when one knows, and that's why I think the Chassidus is as important, if not more so today, than it's ever been, that one, that one takes himself or herself out 
It's not a matter of someone coming along and a mashpia coming and telling you what to do or a teacher telling you what to do. It's a matter of finally you yourself hearing and, and receiving good, good education, good illumination from teachers, from mashpiyam, from sfarim, and, and, and looking at yourself, applying it to yourself, applying it to oneself. Therefore, one is mavar oneself and one changes. One becomes a bigger, better person. And more than that, one becomes closer to the tachlis for which they've been created. Uh, when one really has a true understanding to the point where you can almost taste it, the, the goodness of divinity, taste and see how good is Hashem. Um, then uh, the Ratzon develops from within to pursue uh, goodness, and the, the, the Ratzon for, for trivia and for external things is mavatl. This is the uh, essence of the concept of the be- of the uh, of the tikkun, the beer and the tikkun of nefshabamis, the rectification of the nefshabamis. That the nefshabamis itself is what gets it excited. It itself gets itself excited by internalizing um, what its nefshalikis is telling it. Ah, this is a result of the hislabshus of nefshelkis in nefshabamas. Two things here. First of all, um, you have to have a good teacher. Uh, there's no teacher like the nefshelkis. Nefshelkis lives in, in those kedusha intimately and immediately and experientially. Uh, it has. It's the best. Um, moreover. It has to undergo this very counterintuitive, very non-natural process of lowering itself level after level after level to literally become one with being clothed with and to be intimately involved and engaged with this nefshavamas in order to educate it, in order to illuminate it. Not that it's going to inundate it or give it of its light, but it is going to convince the Nefshabamas, which itself has a, a, a nitzus uh, 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 of divinity within it. It's a proud Shvira. It is, after all, Klippus Neuge. And the good of Neuge is in, in Seichel of Nefshabamas. It's able to direct it. It directs the Nefshabamas. It shows it. It tells it. It tells it what to look for. It shows it what to look for and, and how to look for it, how to perceive it, and what it really is and what life is really all about. And therefore, that nitzus begins to uh, feel itself. And it becomes be, becomes operative in and of itself. Nef, in the instance of the nefesh abamas, not nefesh elikis. So the nefesh elikis is essential. It has to come in a way of of his slabshus in nefesh abamas in order for this process of the nefesh abamas being mavar and being mavar itself to actually occur. I think that's fairly clear. This is not a product of this fabulous. And there is a fabulous glow with the nefesh elikis. But that's not what it's about. It's not about the nefeshelikis coming unobscured or relatively unobscured into a person's life and saying, here I am now, take a look. The nefeshelikis, the goof, whatever accrues to the natural life of that person is going to be wiped out. It will be uh, just inundated with or it, it will simply dissolve into the delight and pleasure of, uh, of Orin Saif. And it will, it will be, reach a state of purity and holiness, at least for the time being. 
That's not what this is about. That's not the way the Nefesh Elikis operates. Nefesh Elikis operates through his slobshus, through diminution, through coming down, through literally coming down. You know, one picture is a father uh, educating a child. Well, when you have a one-year-old child, a one-and-a-half-year-old child, you literally get down on your hands and knees and you play games with that child, which the child can grasp. But the child also, in, the t- in, in addition to the game, grasps the fact that who's playing the game with him? That's his father. That's so, so he, the father is bringing himself into, into the picture, into the life of the child through a slopshus, through being maluvish in the mentality and the attitude personality of a child. That's a slopshus. Ah, uh, so if the, the nephew kiss ordinarily does not engage in, in, in thoughts or in his bindedness or in, uh, in contemplation of, of small things, of, of things which are associated with limitation and restrictions of this world. If the, his bindedness is not in these things, in other words, we just talked about the beer of the Nefesh Elikis being Mavara, helping the Nefesh Elikis to be Mavara itself by talking to it in terms that it understands. Food, uh, physicality, world. Look at, look at Shari Yehud I mean, think about it for a minute. A stone. Um, well, we, uh, we know what a stone is. We may not know what Rod Law is, but we know what a stone is. Oh, let's start with a stone. That looks That looks like a Dover Bifne Atzma. It's hard to imagine a Metzius, more Metzius than a stone. It doesn't grow, it doesn't move, it doesn't breathe, it doesn't talk, it doesn't do It sits there, it is a Metzius Mamish, a Dover Bifne Atzma, a stone is a stone. Well, I understand that. I know that. I've seen stones. But you know something? In that stone, the concept of stoniness is not a self Fulfilling prophecy, it is not automatic that that stone should be the way it is. It's, constant, it's, a, it's an unusual thing. It's only not an unusual thing. It is an almost impossible thing. It's a metzius. And how is it the way it is? And why is it the way it is? And how is it all together? It's by virtue of the devar havai within it, the nefesh within it, which brings it into existence on a constant basis. As I mentioned last time, the stone does not exist. It is, is in a state of constant becoming. Uh, so this is the kind of talk. This is the talk of Tanya. And this is the kind of talk which is, educates uh, Nefshavamas. But look at, look at the subject. Subject begins with something that Nefshavamas can relate to. An object, a, uh, a silent object, a, a stone. Um, that's the kind of talk that will, that's the kind of illumination, sort of understanding and awe, which the Nefshav Kis can uh, on a gradual basis, illuminate the Nefesh Obamas, such that the Nefesh Obamas grasps and on its own begins to see the divinity and, and to pursue the divinity in all physical objects. <clears throat> well, that's fine. Um, but supposing the, ne- the Nefesh Obamas itself it knows all this, right? It doesn't have to be convinced of any of this. It's not, this is, you know, it's like some, some great genius having to teach a five-year-old. It's a bit of a problem, and it's not something perhaps that genius would desire to do. What does the genius want to think about? Red law. The nefesh kiss wants to think about elikus. Wants to be misbinding elikus in lofty things and transcendent things and levels above seder ishtalshlus. Uh, the haflaw to orin soif. Well, and of course it can do that. That's where it's from. That's what it is. Um, but in so doing, 
he's disengaged completely and totally from the Rav Shabbos. The intimate relationship, the Hislapshus, does not exist in such a circumstance. It's just this intense light, which for reasons the Rav Shabbos itself couldn't even begin to grasp, uh, just inundates uh, a- any possibility of not good. That's not Biru. So this is a situation in which the Nefshel Kis is the light of the Nefshel Kis is very much uh, is very much it's very great. This is a, an expression, a revolution of Nefshel Kis, which is very intense and very very lofty. Why? Because it's engaged with things which are it's shayach to. It's not shayach to food, couldn't care less. Not shayach to a stone or to a business or to a Maserati or any of these things. There's no shayachas at all. It's shayach to divinity. And the higher the level, the more refined, the less limiting, the, the, the greater the shayachas, the greater the pleasure, the greater the intensity of the ratzu of the nefshel kiz. But in so doing, it leaves the nefshabamas behind. These are things which the Nefshelikis understands. He's engaged in them, uh, he's involved in them, and, and he understands them well and, and very well. It's a, different, it's a different world, a different life. And therefore, in this type of activity in which the Nefshelikis is engaged, this type of his bayaness, I wish Nefshel Kiss is engaged. Uh, there is just a tremendous awe uh, from the Seichel of Nefshel Kiss. Nefshel Kiss is bringing into play, into life, uh, in Yonim and awe and light, which is beyond, uh, beyond grasp for the most part, because the Nefshel Kiss is shy to that which is beyond grasp. It's holy, it is holiness itself. Likewise, you can imagine this kind of his bindiness for the Nefshabamas when after our struggle and his slobshus and sitting in the class with the teacher of the Nefshel Kiss, finally that animal, that behemoth, begins to understand what is in that hamburger or that banana or whatever and begins to understand and feel on not only the hamburger, but the street I'm walking on, the clothes I'm wearing, the body that's carrying me around. What is it really made out of? What is it? What it and, and what's it here for? And it becomes inspired, and it becomes uh, desirous of elokus, and it has a ratsu. It's inspired. It's it's yearns. It, it it now desires and wants elokus. Um, on the level that it's that's that, the way it perceives it, and with the, the illuminations that it's been given. Well, this Nefesh uh, Kis, with its his bindingness, and with what it understands, the Hispilus, the Ratzu, the Nefesh Kis, is unbelievable. Just as the Seichel, the Hisbainus, the ore that comes into Seichel of Nefesh Kis through this type of Hisbainus is beyond Bain Arech. The minas that are stimulated by this kind of are also beinareich. This is the union of Ahava Rabba, Ahava by Tainugim, Ukamai Shahu, Mitzad, Atzmai, Kamai, Ebda Hashem, Binishmasi. This is, again, it's operative by itself. And Efshel Kis has put itself in this position by contemplating and relating to this kind of R. And this is the idea of serving Hashem with its soul, the service Hashem with the Neshama Mamish, not with a Nefshabamas and Guf. Now, the Iker, the key here, as we've learned many times, the Iker is the Guf and Nefshabamas. The Nefshabamas, this is not a difficult task. 
to, to, be, to bring Kedusha on the level of Nefshabamis and Guf to the extent where they themselves become holy in and of themselves, that is what it's all about. That's the avoided B-Rub. This is not a B-Rub. This is automatic. This is a, uh, a Kaili for Elikus Mamish, which is Megal Elikus. That's what it does. And therefore, the Avaida, and the, not it's the Ratsu, no Ratsu, it's, a, it's an, the ultimate in Ratsu. It's the ultimate in, in craving and yearning and desire for Hashem is Baruch. Um, but it's due to the nature of the Nefesh Elikis. did not have to change itself. It simply had to actualize the powers and potentials it has to reveal divinity. That's all. That's not Birur. Uvchinus Ahava Rabba, Ahava Tainugims. The says this is the way we understand Ahava Rabba, Ahava Tainugim. Both of them are an Ava which is limitless, uh, which is beyond... Uh, beyond any normative, limited form of contemplation or seichel. It's, it's, it's transcendent. These are transcendent forms of ava, which arise from transcendent relations of the nefshel kis with, with divinity. At the end of the day, in fact, they're gifts from Hashem. This is all a product of the fabulous intensity um, and, and magnitude of the or of divinity, um, which is revealed in the uh, in the nefshalikis. Shemiiram bekoichaisav or shloi begili mamish, which is revealed in its koichais in the koichais nefshalikis. That's where the Abba comes from, um, and it's there in a way of gili mamish. No slapshus, no avoidance, no no exertion. Now again, we go back to the nefshabamis, the relationship of nefshalikis, nefshabamis, the beer. In order for that Nefshabamis to change itself with the assistance of Nefshel Kis, huge effort requires tremendous, tremendous effort because it's, it's making a radical change in itself. It's, it, is, it itself is bringing itself to a, a level of holiness of which it is capable of doing, but which requires tremendous effort because it is not natural. It's Nefshativis, is Nefshativis. Nefshativis means natural soul. Uh, and it is becoming unnatural because it no longer, like the horse it was, cow, kosher animal, desiring a nice clump of hay to eat, it is now desiring divinity and recognizes that in that hay there is a power of service, a power of elevation. Anyway, this that the Nefshelikis is accomplishing now is in no way... um, uh, comparable or is not within the range of the Nefshabamas at all. This kind of intense uh, hisbaininess and, and lofty things which leads to the Avarab is it's, it's a different world. It has nothing to do with the Nefshabamas. It has no Nefshabamas has no tfisa in this at all, no grasp of this at all. Kim Shi'ir or Rather for the Nefshabamas to have a, a true relationship with it or a true contact with it it's read the Nefshel Kis as it is Lefi Erech the Nefshabamas. That's not this. This is the Nefshel Kis is operating on its own. It is not Lefi Erech uh, Nefshabamas. You say, well, you read on Nefshabamas, which requires then a Ureda. What we just described now is not a Ureda, it's an Aliyah. An Aliyah of the Nefshel Kis. The, the, the avoid of Birurim in which the Nefshel Kis engages and, and assists Nefshabamas. And being Mavar itself is due to a Eureta and a Slapshus of Nefshel Kis, 
which becomes concealed and hidden within the Davar or is it is not in a position to reveal this tremendous ore which is it's associated with, or these amazing koyachos which it's part parcel of its being, as it could were it not in this position where by itself it's given a job to do. And this Eureka is, so what does it tell you? It tells you that um, this Eureka, you know, we, we're all familiar with like, the cliches, you know, uh, God forbid to call them cliches, but because, of, because it's a cliche doesn't mean it's not true. This is the idea of, we're all familiar with the idea of Eureka Tsar Chalia. The key is the Eureka that the Nefshel Kis is given a job in which it pays a heavy price. It pays the price of giluyim. It pays the price of association with Elokus in a revealed way in order to what? To fulfill the will of its creator. This is the shayv of the nefshel kis. And in terms of its import, its meaning, its significance, this is far greater than any kind of gilui that the nefshel kis could have by itself, divorced from uh, engagement in a physical body or a nefshabamis. Imitz Hashem, we shall continue next week.